The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today, 931-381-2663, or visit mtbj.net. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yadd. What's up? It's Friday, and uh, I just got a direct deposit into my bank account. That I just got a, a, I got a notification on my phone like right now at 4 o'clock on Friday. So let's go. It's, this is a good day. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> come on! The weekend arrives an hour the early weekend. for Mister Yao. Let's yeah, let's go! All right, I just got pumped. Hey, just don't forget who your friends are. <laughs> First rounds on Chris. First rounds on Chris tonight at Jonathan's. Let's. Yeah. Oh man, what's going on, y'all? It's Friday. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. And I sound completely weird. I don't know what's wrong with my voice today, but I've sounded like this all day. So it is what it is. I am here with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Intern one and intern two. Man, this is awesome. I, I love it. I, I love it when we got a little young, young blood in here. Although you're, I mean, you're almost as old as me. I'm. I'm- Pushing 30. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're close. <laughs> we got real young blood over here, but it's okay. Seriously young blood. Yeah. he, he And, and short timer. Yeah. He's only here. got four he's, more shows. He's, he's counting the hours, literally. Well, I kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's you okay. have to. I mean, you, you haven't you, even graduated uh, yet, I mean, and, you're going to, and you're going to sign papers to go to grad school. Oh, Hello. My he, mom always told me to be always looking ahead. He, he's he's over here acting like, okay, I've got my internship hours in. I'm done with you guys. Yeah. Sorry. Sir, no, that's not how this works. We're going to need you here every day for six. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's. You said intern. We said indentured servants. <laughs> <laughs> Until further notice. Uh, right. Oh man, it is it, it is Friday and it is we are we're what nine nine minutes past the hour here and it is it's a beautiful day here in Columbia. We've got the West Seventh Cam showing you beautiful blue skies. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you. We appreciate it. Um <laughs> JW Gordon, one of the my my longtime friends says, Can you please take the two PM slot on one oh two five? And I'm like, no, because George Plaster's on at 2 o'clock. Maybe he should just take over that. But instead, they have that guy. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I mean, somewhere somebody's telling somebody, hey, can you guys just take 4 to 6 on 101.7, please? You know, There probably so. is somebody out there. I don't know. That would, that would infer that someone is actually, you know, listening. So, no, I'm kidding. I know there's folks out there listening because <laughs> – Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I'm good now. You sure? Yeah. 
Oh, man, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. And we are, because we've got a full show. And by a full show, I do mean... Um, a bunch of college football to talk about. <laughs> it's it's not because we necessarily planned it this way, but my goodness, it's the end of SEC media days yesterday. Bombshell all week long since what Wednesday that we found this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday I so. about three fifty. Yeah. This comes down, and so we're going to talk UT Oklahoma because apparently it's going to be official within a week. Uh, some interesting comments from different sources across the. Uh, across the country, especially the Austin American Statesman. Uh, some interesting stuff there. And also conference realignment because apparently Kansas is now talking to the Big Ten. So we'll get into all of that a little bit later. Um, then we've got the Braves, of course. Atlanta Braves, we'll talk about them. And we'll visit with ESPN's co-host of Marty and McGee. Ryan McGee, not Marty. So if you were looking forward to Marty, sorry. Uh, we have Ryan McGee. Uh, you were looking forward to Marty. I was, but if anybody. But Ryan is fantastic and will bring a ton of insight from SDC Media Days and probably a little bit about this OU Texas stuff too as well. Uh, we're going we're gonna to preview the Sun Belt, or sorry, the Fun Belt today. Talk a little Fun Belt action because very little better it, it the hierarchy of group of five excitement is maction on tuesday and then fun belt whenever that may happen it's also sometimes on tuesdays but wednesday thursday fun belt action and then anything that happens on saturday <laughs> Of course, the AAC is probably better than either of them when it comes right down to but it. It's but it's not as fun. But they're not they're not branded. It's <laughs> it's not branded very well relative to the Maction and and the Fun Belt. They need well, to come up with something. I think I think part of that is because the AAC wants to be Power Five. They so they, like they're not really embracing their G five exactly. status. They want to be. P five plus one. They want to be this. Yeah, they want to be the real, Mac and and the and the Sun Belt. Pretty well know. Like, hey, we we're we're G five. We get it. Like, we, hey, yeah. we know who we are. We're self aware enough that by George, we're going to put games on Tuesday night because you'll watch them <laughs> because they're fun. We're going to have a good time. It may not be the best athletes in the world, but they're pretty darn good. Right, and they're all competitive. So let's go. I love that about Mac and, and Sunbelt action. It, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's fun football. So we're going to talk about them. We'll also talk to T. Willie in the final segment as well. Today's top stories. Ravenwood quarterback Chris Parsons has verbally committed to Florida State, and uh, he hasn't played a down yet. In, Parson. I'm sorry. Did I, I meant Parsons committed mm. to Parson. Apostrophe. Uh, uh, yeah, par- <laughs> like Parson has. is committed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or has committed, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um again, we've we've talked on these same airwaves about Chris Parson, the um junior transfer from Texas, has local ties and really looks imposing in this picture on TomahawkNation.com. But um and as you can tell from TomahawkNation.com, Chris Parson is committed to Florida State. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's a big get for Mike Norvell. You know, continuing to take advantage of some of the um, recruiting ties that he probably built while he was at Memphis, being able to get into Tennessee and get a kid, even though it's, like you said, a kid who is at a school in Tennessee that his next snap will be his first snap. <laughs> but nonetheless, he is on Ravenwood's roster at this point and one of the top prospects in the class of 2023. You know, it's kind of like softball, really, in the in in the sense that high school ball hasn't really mattered for him. It's what he's done at camps and what he's done and, and just his skill set. Basically, you know, I know a guy who one time earned a college basketball scholarship by playing against a chair. Okay? So they saw the fundamentals that he had. They saw the ability that he had as, you know, as an athlete – by simply playing against a chair. So if he's got the tools, he's got the size, maybe he's a gamer, maybe he's not. We'll find out later. But at this point, I mean, it's it, it's he seems to be every bit of what rivals and other recruiting services have made him out to be. And what's interesting, though, Chris, you say he's got the size. He's listed six foot 190. When I was at MTSU, we had a fullback who was six foot one ninety. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and I don't know that he necessarily fits the mold of quarterback from a physical stature standpoint. I mean, I would I would think ideally they'd want him to be two or three inches taller, but you know. It sounds like he can really, quote, spin it. and um, I do love the spin. Yeah. And, again, he's put up some pretty good numbers at the two schools that he played at in Texas his freshman and sophomore year. Um, apparently, he is related to T-Buck, Terrell Buckley. Really? Yeah. So, um According again to TomahawkNation.com. dot com. Um, well, apparently, I mean, apparently, if you're six foot tall, then you, you you apparently have the ability to spin it because Chris Leak also was six feet tall. I had, to go, I had to go look it up because I was thinking I'm pretty sure that Chris Leak was six foot tall, and he's the number four all time leading passer in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, so. as we learned yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize he was not any taller than that. But yeah, um, Florida State has been Chris Parsons. Dream school since he was a little kid, apparently. So, you know, Florida State has a quarterback in its 2023 recruiting class as of today, and his name is Chris Parson. Um, I hesitate to get into this because I don't know if we have time and, uh, but we have we've to, got plenty of time later if you'd rather we do but we have to push the rundown because we got busy and so, we did not so let's yeah we're going to have to push that so let's let's just go ahead and take a break a little early that yep. way we can come back and mm-hmm. have plenty of time to talk about all of these things but when we do come back we're going to talk <clears throat> about Oklahoma Texas and the apparent 
back channel negotiations that went on that have resulted in the Sooners and Longhorns apparently joining the Southeastern Conference. So let's take that break. When we come back, that's what we'll talk about on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. Lee Company Studio right after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit Covenant Technology. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo Patton, intern one, Andrew Smith, intern two, Lawson. I'm sorry, Andrew Moore, Lawson Smith. Goodness gracious, I'm half drunk. Uh, but that's not true. It's we were just talking about drinking, and it got. It's me a good, good thing it's almost the evening. It's, it's, almost, it's almost, almost five o'clock almost here. Evening. Almost five o one. Almost five o one. Almost. Almost. Uh, so yeah, um, first thing we're gonna do is give you the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In Thursday, Major League Baseball action, um, the Atlanta Braves defeated the Philadelphia Phillies 7-2. It was St. Louis 3, the Cubs 2. And they're currently playing right now. Okay. In a game that is currently going on on Friday, it's the Cubs 8, the Diamondbacks 2 uh, in the bottom of the 8th. Also in Nashville Sounds action, first game of a doubleheader, the Sounds and Jacksonville are tied at 0 in the bottom of the 1st. Um, 
today's schedule in addition to that doubleheader with the Sounds in Jacksonville and the Cubs and Diamondbacks. At 6.05 today, the Braves take on the Phillies. That's a 6 o'clock start on Valley Sports South. Uh, pre-game on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM at 4.50. Cardinals in Cincinnati at 6.10 on... Valley Sports. Nothing. Valley Sports Midwest, I guess. <laughs> and the White Sox and Brewers at 710 tonight. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, baseball action. The Yankees and Red Sox are going to be on national TV. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, it'll be a 305 first pitch on FS1. And then Tampa Bay will take on Cleveland on FS1 at 610. And on ESPN Plus, the Athletics will be at the Mariners. That's a 910 first pitch. And of course, the Braves will be at the Phillies. That's a 505 first pitch. We're on Valley Sports South and WKRM. And on Sunday, the Braves and Phillies complete the four game set, right? Uh, 1205 with Tuki Toussaint going against Aaron Nola. Ooh, that should be interesting. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, also going to be on Valley Sports South and WKRM. Um, Post 19 begins state tournament action tonight. The Post-19 seniors playing at Sam Davis Park against Pulaski Post-60. Game time is at 7 o'clock tonight. At 7 o'clock tomorrow night, the two teams will play at Dave Hall Field on the Columbia State campus. And on Sunday, they will return to Pulaski for a 3 o'clock game. And that's going to do it for your Friday Rundown, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right, now that we'd have got that out the way, as someone would say, <laughs> Steve Harvey. Um, it's time to talk a little OUT because this is. I'm just going to read this out uh, first. First and foremost, first thing I'm going to read. We'll talk about it from there. All right. Prominent Big Twelve source tells the American Statesman that's in Austin, and Kirk Bowles tweeted this. He is a columnist for said paper. The Texas OU move to SEC is almost done. Quote, they've been working on this for a minimum of six months, and the A&M leadership was left out of the discussions and was not told about it. The move could become official in a week. Now. (laughs) That's pretty diabolical. Does this surprise anyone, though? Does what surprise anyone? I mean, what part of this? That 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 it could happen in a week? Well, no, that the SEC, if they were going to try and get Texas, that they left A and M out of the discussion. No, because it's it, like we it don't need you here. Me that they could. We we don't need you here because we know what you got to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. get. It. I mean, and and six months of Texas A and M saying stop. Heck no. no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, doesn't doesn't get a whole lot done, and this doesn't stay quiet for this period of time if Texas A and M knows about it. I I, I 1,000% agree with that. I think Texas A&M would have been very vocal. They would have been shouting this from the rooftops. Yeah. 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 So, no. And that's probably why they ended up getting left out of the discussion, if if we're talking. I think that's the most amazing thing about this to me. If If this conversation has been going on for a minimum of six months and... We've not heard about it till Tuesday. That's 
That's pretty amazing. I am shocked that the Southeastern Conference would want to go get Oklahoma and Texas Why? because I don't know unless the plan is long-term to build four super conferences. And I think that is what the plan is. Well, I mean, if the SEC were wanting to go get somebody, if not Texas and Oklahoma, who? Florida State, Clemson? I think you probably could have gone east a little better than you could have gone west. That being said... Maybe they got the two players from the most vulnerable conference. conference. That's that's the key right there because the Big 12 was already at 10 teams. They've already been picked over once. The Big 12 is kind of and – and to be honest, Oklahoma State really being the only other sustainable – and they Ten. are the ones that are really suddenly kind of out there on an island because if somebody else decides, you know, i.e. Big Ten, decides to try to do something with some combination of Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. Then you're left going west. Way west. I mean, you're either going to the Pac-12 or you're going to the WAC. So here's, well, the WAC is FCS now. It's not. It's Mountain West now, not WAC. WAC no longer exists. It does. It's just an FCS conference. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The Mountain West is what Boise and all of those are in. Okay. The WAC is what is partnering with the A Sun this year to make sure they have an auto bid to the FCS playoffs. Hmm. Okay. So like Sam Houston State and all those teams. Anyway, that I digress. Um, but yes, the old WAC. I don't think that's what's going to happen here, and the reason I don't think that's what's going to happen is because I do believe that super conferences are coming. The Big Ten only needs two to get to 16. Which two do you pick? Because Kansas has got to be one of them. Just for basketball purposes, if nothing else. I think. Or do you pick West Virginia up out of the Big 12 because they're right in the middle of your footprint? In Iowa State. West Virginia, Iowa State makes a whole lot more sense than Kansas, Kansas State. Well, I was and, – and West Virginia's got to be looking for somewhere to go Oh, as they're well. dying right now. Yeah. They could go They could go ACC. I don't think West Virginia is a fit for the ACC. Well, I mean, if they got to go somewhere – Yeah, but I mean – They're you can't, definitely not a Big uh, Ten you, fit. But, I mean, you, you don't just show up if you're West Virginia and say, hey – we're we're joining your conference. I think if my if my forecast is right, and I didn't look in your crystal ball, it's a good thing. I, I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Got your hand slapped, didn't you? But if sixteen team super conferences are coming, the ACC is going to grab somebody. They're going to grab somebody. I'm just not sure they're going to grab West Virginia. I'm hoping they grab West Virginia and Kansas. Can you imagine Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina in a basketball conference? Come on. Yeah, Kansas in the ACC makes about as much sense as West Virginia in the Big 12. (laughs) Exactly. I'm thinking the Big 12 tries to broker a Maryland return 
to the ACC and gets Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. The Big Ten, you mean? Yeah, what did I say? Big Twelve. My bad. Okay, I, that that makes that makes sense. I can see that, and and a lot of. Well, I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. What I ex- the the only thing there is, I don't know what markets other than Kansas City that necessarily brings to the Big Ten, which has got to be a concern. Well, the Big Twelve doesn't have any markets outside of Austin. And they're losing that one. And they're losing that. So you're talking about TCU. You're talking about Baylor. Oklahoma State. Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's seven of the eight. Who's the other one? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. None of those have TV markets that you want to be in. Except maybe Kansas, Kansas State. None that you're trying to poach anybody to get into. Yeah. So. All of those Texas schools with Oklahoma State are screwed. There's two things they can do. The Big 12 can either fold up shop and say, all right, it is what it is, or they can go get Houston. And they can maybe Memphis. Maybe Memphis. That's a song title right there. Maybe, Maybe it, was it was Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, Maybe that's what was I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Bam Tillis. Yeah. Um, at TCU is in the Fort Worth Dallas area. You're, you're JP Plant is yeah, right. He, yeah. he he's right there. That there is. You that. don't really think about it though. You're right. Yeah. No. And and but that is that is accurate. But TCU is the most attractive of everybody else. Dallas Fort Worth Gary Patterson. That's the most attractive football. Football. Basketball, obviously, Kansas is the most attractive team. Sure. And you've got to think you've got to think about that. We're thinking in terms of football because football is the next thing coming up. Well, we're thinking about football because football is driving all of this. Oh, there's no question. I, I mean, I guarantee you nobody has asked Tim Corbin what he thinks about Texas baseball coming to the SEC. Maybe we should. Call him up. All right. Hey, Corbs, listen. You excited about playing baseball uh, I, in Norman? Hey, in, I, I, in I guarantee April? you nobody's asked your boy Patrick Murphy about Oklahoma coming. Uh he, I actually thought about that. And I thought this might and Texas is really good too. I mean, they're Texas and LSU have a pretty big rivalry in softball. Mm-hmm. So uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, same thing. So that that could be that could be fun to watch. But if if you are the Big Ten, there's nobody left football wise. Iowa State is a one off, right? I mean, right now they are. Kansas State, as long as they can hang on to Matt, Matt Campbell, Campbell. Oklahoma State is the most longevity success, but mm-hmm. Mike Gundy is the only reason they've had any success. Well, he's a man. He's forty, and he's way older than that now. That's the problem. I mean, he's. <laughs> 55. Right. He's not going to be there forever. So, and you don't have T Boone anymore and all the money that, that he was putting into that program. Mm. So the, what you have to think about is, do we do anything? Does the big 12 just become the big eight again? At that point, are they a power five conference in anything? 
I don't know. It's this will absolutely completely shake up the world of college sports because if the super conference is coming, I think they're coming. Those Texas teams have got to go west. They've got to go west. And Iowa State or Kansas State is going to be stuck. One of those two are going to be stuck. Because Kansas brings you something. Kansas State and Iowa State don't bring you anything of long-term value. That's that's fair. I mean, that's a that's a fair statement. Um, Golly, uh, I'm I'm trying to visualize Texas Tech in the Pac-12 or <laughs> Pac-16 or what the whatever it is. I think it would just be a North South East West, and I think the Power Four Athletic Association would be what it's going to be. The Pac-12, the the ACC, SEC, and, and Big, Big Ten. Ten. Those four conferences can break away right now, make four 16-team conferences, create their own athletic association, and never have to deal with these small schools again. And that would be disastrous for the NCAA. Well, it would be disastrous for the NCAA. It would be disastrous for... For the football programs primarily that aren't in those four 16-team conferences. And so if you are Memphis, if you are Houston, you're you're scrambling. UCF. Yeah. You're scrambling to get into one of those. I think UCF could go to the East. The East. The ACC. I think they they could. Look – the in the possibilities here are endless, but somebody's going to get left hanging. Obviously. Somebody's going to be left hanging, whether it's Memphis and Houston and UCF that that AC, that AAC Cincinnati mm-hmm. Louisville. I mean, you could take Cincinnati Louisville off basketball if you're the Big Ten. Well, Louisville's in the ACC. Well, yeah, that's right. You could still take Louisville if you wanted to, if you were the Big Ten, and send Maryland back in if you wanted. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I think I think Maryland has got to be on upset alert with all this going on because I mean I don't think either they or Rutgers have really been a great fit. There you go for the Big Ten, but I don't know that so Rutgers really fits anywhere. So they could take all four, tell Rutgers and Maryland to kiss it, and take Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, and West Virginia. Boy, that'd be something. You guys got anything to say here? You got any thoughts on this, Andrew? I was really just enjoying the back and forth. This that is was, nuts. That was awesome. No, um, it may be the best segment we've ever had. It's a little. I guess it's a little weird to be <laughs> it's <a low> um, <laughs> true. Potentially having Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC, but if there's two schools that can really make probably the best conference in college football even better. SEC, it's going to be those two. It's schools. those two schools, yeah. It's going to be those two schools. So. Unless you bring in Clemson or Florida and Florida right. State, well, those would really be the only four that would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Georgia Tech, but not long term. I mean, Georgia Tech just for old times' sake, really, <laughs> and because they're in Alabama's fight song. What 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 what, what do you think Georgia would say about the possibility? I mean, you think Texas A and M is upset about Texas? 
try getting Georgia Tech in to the ACC, with, with to Georgia, the ACC? yeah, with Georgia sitting right there going, uh, hey. excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, because they need they need that Atlanta market, and they need to be able to say we play in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'd be brutal. Yeah, I, this is all speculation, guys. But Oklahoma, Texas is a done deal. Oops. Move Every, could become official in a week. There was a Big Twelve conference call last night or yesterday that Texas and Oklahoma did not participate in. Forty-eight hours ago, we were told weeks, plural, and we thought that was out of, out of this world. Now we're being told seven weeks. days. Singular. Twenty-four hours ago, Texas A&M said they wouldn't allow it to happen. Well, they and, don't have the ability to do that. I don't think Texas A&M and and they I don't got the votes. I, no, but I saw something somewhere that apparently there is there was supposed to be some sort of a SEC gentleman's agreement, which most people would tell you is an oxymoron from the get. But um, supposedly, if you were looking at a school in a state where there was already an SEC school, that school had full veto power, i.e. Texas A&M in Texas. I don't think they got the votes <laughs> because I don't think that anybody's going to honor that one. Um, doesn't say, if, if there was a such thing, it doesn't sound like it is. I'm surprised LSU is not among the teams voting against this. And they might be. That would give them four. Arkansas, Missouri, LSU, Texas A&M would give them enough to veto this. LSU is what the What makes swing you think vote. Arkansas and Missouri are no's, though? I think Arkansas recruits Texas a lot. And I think they Does get a Texas lot. Does Texas being in the SEC stop Arkansas from being able to recruit Texas? Yes. That's the problem with Texas A&M is they're saying – that, Just like Georgia, their, Georgia Tech. That's their selling point? That's We're their selling the point. Come play in the SEC? Yes. That's the selling point. Now Texas has that selling point. Hey, we play in the SEC too. Yeah. Not only hmm. are we the biggest school in the state, the one with the most tradition, now we play in the best conference. You want to test your skills? Come play for us. And, and I, I think – I think that's so funny. I, I I mentioned a tweet to you a couple of days ago as we were discussing this about Oklahoma fans from having to go from talking about how the SEC is overrated to having to embrace the best conference in college. Well, now football. they're not overrated because Oklahoma's in it. Yeah, there you go. I will tell you, I have I have a friend in Oklahoma City who I reached out to immediately. <laughs> what do you think? And this guy is. When I'm telling you he's a sports guy, he is a diehard sports fan. One, he's, he's an Ohio State fan. He's from the Cincinnati area. He's an Ohio State fan, a Reds fan, Blue Jackets fan. He's Good he's from, But he lives in Oklahoma City. Good Lord. He sounds fun. He's great. Okay. I'll one of my, one of my favorite people in the world. He has Asperger's, and so, like, it's this is what he focuses on. So And you know how like, people with Asperger's, like, when they focus on something hyper-focused, they – learn everything about it right so he says i love it it will be a super conference and everybody i've talked to around here loves it too oklahomans want this 
Which is intriguing. Yes, it is. Yeah. You yeah, anyway. We will talk more about it probably with Ryan McGee in the top <laughs> of the, at the top of the five at the top of the five o'clock hour. We're gonna have to take a break because we've got to talk a little Braves. We've got to talk about some other baseball news though. Big news out of Major League Baseball. So stick around, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back right after this. Hey folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow we can't keep talking about this right now but when we get to ryan mcgee at the top of the hour oh trust me the oklahoma state president has some words <laughs> imagine she that. got something to say but imagine that and this is fantastic dude this is gonna be so great i can't wait oh man right now though on southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint we come to you from the lee company studio in the front porch sports headquarters of wkom 1017 fm um Long story short, the big news out of Major League Baseball is the Cleveland Baseball Club is not going to be called the Cleveland Baseball Club, unfortunately. I was really rooting for that one. CBC. I was really rooting. I, I think out there, I think they were worried about people thinking it was CDC, and you know they don't have the best reputation not these across days. half the world. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the Cleveland Baseball Club is out. The Cleveland Indians are out. But they only have to change half the jerseys. You don't have to take the I and D off and put guard on there. And so now it's the Cleveland Guardians. What are they the Guardians of? Your well, thoughts. As well. I said earlier off the air, World Series droughts. Guardian um, of them. As I look at an article posted on CNN.com earlier this afternoon, the... It's name, a great name. It, yeah, when when you understand the backstory, it it makes more sense. Let me explain it to you this way. No, I, no, let me explain it to you this way. It's the exact same thing the rest of the world said about the Tennessee Titans. We get it because we know that the Parthenon yeah. is down the street. 
But everybody else doesn't. But everybody else it. doesn't yeah. get it. The choice of guardians draws inspiration from Cleveland's architectural history. The guardians of traffic are the large Art Deco statues that adorn the Hope Memorial Bridge that connects the city's west side with the east side. So, um, and you can see from the, the ballpark. You you can see the bridge from the ballpark, or the ballpark. You can see the, the ballpark from, from the bridge. bridge. Yeah. yeah. Guardians reflects those attributes that define us while drawing on the iconic guardians of traffic just outside the ballpark on the Hope Memorial Bridge, according to, um, who is, is it Paul Dolan? Yeah, team owner Paul Dolan said so. Okay, the name is great. Mm -hmm. I like it. I don't have a problem with it. The logo is trash can juice. (laughs) The logo is absolute trash can juice. It looks like a Dollar General version of the Anaheim Angels when they had the wings on them. I saw a tweet that was like, if somebody gets traded from Cleveland to Los Angeles, they need to be the Guardian Angels. (laughs) That's so good. Oh, that's good. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's not a bad name. I like no, the name. No, it's not. I think it's it's a solid choice when you understand what it's about. Now, the video didn't do any favors to everybody else, but I think the video was made for Clevelanders. It wasn't made for us. Yeah. I mean, they and, showed... And, and it shouldn't be. I mean, if you're not a Cleveland fan, if you're not particularly invested in this, why do you care what their name is? Why do you care? That's the question. I, personally, I'm sitting here looking at the logo... I don't hate it. It's quirky. It's dumb. It's awful. It is a Dollar Tree version. But it's one of those deals where it's so dumb, it's kind of cute, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I can see that. It's just, I don't don't get it. It it, it looks kind of cartoonish. Yeah, I just don't get it. And and maybe they'll refine it before they actually put it on anything. What they should have done is just replace Chief Wahoo with the face of one of those Guardians. And I think that would have been a cool, you know, a cartoonish version of that, maybe. I don't know. I, I thought that was cool. I, honestly, I'm like this. My favorite tweet of the day about this is the guy who said, baseball fans are upset about a team being called the Guardians, and there are two teams named after socks. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Actually, wait, never mind. Ignore me. Okay. I thought there was three. No. No, there's just two. Never mind. There, well, well, well te- technically. <laughs> yeah, the Reds the, are the stockings. The Reds stockings, yeah. Technically, there are three. The Reds are, the, are, are stockings. That was the, the point, but. I don't hate the logo. Well, I kind of like it, too. Y'all are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if that was the first time I've been called weird, I might be hurt, but, but it's not, and I'm not. So. Let's talk about Charlie Morton. Moved down south to the Bravos, the other uh, Native American-themed team. And I'd say they're on the clock. I, I think a lot fewer people have an issue with Braves than Indians because, one, Indians is incredibly insensitive. Braves, not so much. 
But the Braves should get out ahead of it and just say, "Hey, we're naming ourselves the Hammers after Hank Aaron." And being Boom! Done. And done. that way, that way, you you miss all of the. We're we're apologizing for the the history of our name and all. You don't have to do all of that. You make it a positive press conference and be done. And they had a chance to do it. Had a chance to do it, didn't. So anyway, but let's talk about Charlie Morton uh, and his incredible uh, performance. Well, as, let's talk about Charlie Morton before we deign his performance incredible. Let's talk about him not being able to get through the seventh. Just a second. He's 37 years old, Mo. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a break. He he was pitching with a six-run lead. I mean. Give him a break. Throw strikes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but once you get tired. Well, and once he gets tired, he gets tired quick. quick. Yep. He he goes. (laughs) When When he's done, he's Done. He drops off the face of the earth, and, and that's and that's and when he's done, you better be ready to go get him. And you know that's that's the thing is at some point Charlie's got to realize he's done before he goes out there and screws it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's got to say, Coach, skip. Uh, I can't go again, or, or just walk off the mound. <laughs> I mean, or but I'm talking about in, in a half inning. Mm-hmm. You know, say I, I, you know, I really don't, I don't feel it. In, you know, I can feel it going. And if I go out there again, I'm going to be done. And, But, I mean, I can see why they wanted to try to get him through the seventh. Sure, and, and because only our leave the, terrible. And only the, leave the bullpen to get six outs, if possible. Because every out that that bullpen doesn't have to get, <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. You know. But, but they, they came through last night. They did come through. They've been coming through. Recently, I mean, I, of course, they had a five-run lead, but this is a this this is a this is a, a team that I told you I think is going to be above five hundred after this series. I think they're going to sweep this series. Well, I, I I won't be mad if you're right. I said that yesterday. I'll continue to say that. But Morton has gone six or more innings in six of his final seven of his last seven starts with a two four zero ERA. Well, they continue this series tonight. Well, this evening. Yeah. 605 start in Philadelphia pregame. Is on now. It should be on now on our sister station. 103.7 WKRM FM. Zach Free getting the start. 7 and 5 with a 429 ERA. Did I say Zach Freed? Max you know, Freed. You know, I have no idea if you said Max Freed getting the start for Atlanta. Zach Wheeler for Philadelphia, seven and five with a two four four. I was gonna say so. that's that is the tough part because one, the Phillies like us, inconsistent offensively, bad bullpen. They've got so good, if Wheeler goes out and goes seven or eight, Freed's got to match be a him. Tough night. Freed's got to match him, and Freed has matched him. Recently, or he's been pitching well recently. My money's on free to be more productive at the plate than Wheeler. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's that. Yeah. Both these teams come into tonight with matching 47 and 48 records following the Braves. 7-2 win, as we mentioned last night to open the series. Dansby Swanson with a grand slam. Orlando Arcia with a solo shot. And as we mentioned, Morton six plus before turning it over to the bullpen. Uh, I do want to mention, yeah, the Grand Slam, his first in his yeah. career. 
I thought that was interesting. Uh, I want to mention that Ronald Acuna underwent surgery and it was successful, so that's positive. It's good news for him. Um, but other than that, give us this day in Braves history. Um, this day in Braves history on July 23rd, 1988. Pretty rough year for the Braves, but John Smoltz made his Major League debut, limiting the Mets to a run over eight innings. Picking up his first career victory on the road in a 6-1 win. Jim Morrison, and I don't know where I was in 1988. I thought I was paying attention, but I have never heard of this guy. Um, Jim Morrison? He was no, the singer no, of the no, doors? No, 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 no. Not that, not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> okay. Different, different guy. Um, drove in a pair of runs. Dale Murphy went three for four, scored a pair of runs. Atlanta improved to 33-62. and 62. With the victory. Smoltz went on to record 3,000-plus career strikeouts, won the 96 National League Cy Young Award, and became the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history with 200-plus wins and 150-plus saves. 2015 Baseball Hall of Fame inductee. There you go. That is your This Day in Braves history. When we come back, We've got Ron McGee of Marty McGee joining us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. So you guys stick around. We'll be right back to Lee Company Studio right after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast, brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 